At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap with tim murray and super bowl champion sean king on vsin the sports betting network Nightcap, happy Wednesday for those of you on the East Coast. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is midnight in the East, 9 o'clock here in Las Vegas. And Kansas State continues to pummel LSU 42-7. to Doesn't matter when you got the number. If you got in early, you got plus points. This thing was at plus three once upon a time, way back on December 7th. Or if you said, ah, I'll still lay 10. Doesn't matter. Cover all numbers. Kansas State leading by 35, and uh, this thing is uh, is a beatdown, and now we can turn our attention to Alabama and Georgia next Monday. But prior to that, we've got Week 18 of the NFL season, and right now we have Eric Eager, our good friend for Pro Football Focus, at PFF underscore Eric, part of the PFF forecast. And, you know, Eric, before we jump into um, this week's games, there are a couple of interesting games out there. You know, Sean and I yesterday... The, the, the futures market, the, the awards market was just all over the place, moving, right? Jamar Chase is now the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, very fascinating with Dak Prescott and now Joe Burrow jumping into the discussion. And I think Coach of the Year, almost year after year, Eric, Coach of the Year is one of the more fascinating uh, betting markets because it, it, you can make a solid case for a lot of candidates. So right now the favorite is Zach Taylor, Coach there where you are in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Sean and I think it should be Matt LaFleur, uh, but I think you can make a coach for Mike Vrabel. And even Nick Sirianni sitting there at 35-1. to 1. So right now, how would you handicap the coach of the year betting market? Uh, that, that's such a great question. I, I think, um, you know, usually, so like the hard part is, is what you think should be true and like what is actually true, right? Or almost always two different things. And, you know, I agree with you. I think Matt LaFleur it has done, especially if you look at the totality of work, I think Matt LaFleur has done about as well uh, as anybody in, in the NFL. And the problem is, is usually the award goes to somebody um, who, you know, basically, you know, uh, goes over the win total the the most. And, and LaFleur, you know, even though their win totals and stuff like that were suppressed a little bit because uh, of the Aaron Rodgers news, 
um, you know, he still is not going to go over it as much as somebody like Zach Taylor, who, you know, we have a bet at 25 to one for them to win the AFC North all the way back to February. Right. So like th that's kind of, I think, where the market is going to go in, in something like that. Um, even though, like, I think it, it's, you know, Matt LaFleur is as impressive, if not more so, uh, than a guy like Zach Taylor. Yeah. And it's funny, Eric, because I got some pushback today, uh, with the video and then look there are people that's the beauty of it right people are going to disagree they say no 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 it's it's not a lifetime achievement award and, <laughs> and i i understand where they're coming from by the way they're still going to be 14 and 3 or if they lose 13 and 4 whatever back to back there are three straight 13 win seasons and the fact that he didn't win it the first two years i mean you know how betters or excuse me uh how people uh, vote on these types of things eric even though it's supposed to be this year only, they're going to look at the totality of the work, I feel like, there for Matt LaFleur, and that's going to be part of this. It is it is a bit narrative-driven, and you look at you know the COVID issues that, that Green Bay had with the wide receiver position against Arizona, you know everything that went on with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. I just think all of that encompassed, I get that he, they're not going to go that far over uh, the win total. Just to me, everything that he had to kind of babysit so to speak in the offseason i think that gets baked in here don't you think into the voting yeah I, I well i think that that has to be that has to be considered right and the fact is like you got great numbers on you got great numbers on green bay if you if you read it right right you you got great numbers on green mm -hmm. bay because you know that win total was somewhere around nine in the preseason because they were trying to split the difference between jordan love and Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love probably would have been a seven and a half win total, probably an 11 win total if, if you get Aaron Rodgers. And that thing settled around 10, 10 and a half. You got great numbers if you were if you bought into Matt LaFleur uh, and his ability to play well with Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I think that that's, you know, kind of where the reward is here. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's every bit as deserving as, as some of the other guys. You know, as we move to comeback player of the year, Dak Prescott seemed to have that on lock the majority of the season, but Joe Burrow has made a strong push in the last, I don't know if you call them quarters anymore since we went to 17 games instead of 16, right. <laughs> but, but over the last part of the season, you know, in your opinion, who deserves that award? Well, I, I still think it's Dak Prescott only because, you know, the comeback thing is you're coming back from, you know, you're coming, he was coming back from a stronger sort of career, right? You're, you're talking about somebody who, you know, was, you know, in the spirit of the award, somebody who, you know, was a Pro Bowl quarterback, had won a playoff game, had won a division, had been, you know, more established. Burrow, I think, is having a better season than Dak, you know, in many respects. He's averaging 8.9 yards a pass attempt, over 70-yard completion, Sean. Like, that's not what quarterbacks do, man. Like, you know, like, you know, if you have a 70% completion percentage, it's usually like a Sam Bradford or a Drew Brees, and you have a nine yards per pass attempt, it's usually a guy like Cam Newton. And, like, you put those two things together in one guy, uh, that's a pretty impressive thing. I just think in the spirit of the award, Burroughs, like, wasn't as established maybe enough to win it in the spirit of the award. Uh, so I still would give it to Dak Prescott, even though it does look like, you know, some people are are considering Burrow, which, you know, uh, I, I'm not vehemently against, I guess. Last question I got, rookie of the year. Mac Jones seemed to have this award wrapped up. Uh, if I was him, I'd already had a custom suit design with my name <laughs> on the inside, you know, because I wanted to look nice. However, Mac turned the ball over two weeks in a row and two losses. Now he bounced back, played good. But 
He opened the door and Jamar Chase kicked it in. Who's going to win rookie of the year? Man, Jamar Chase, I, I don't think you can watch what he's done and, you know, relate it to what Justin Jefferson did. Although Justin Jefferson didn't win rookie of the year last year. It was a quarterback, uh, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert, who won it last year. Um, I, I would still give it to Chase. I think, you know, the you know the Patriots, I think you can make a much bigger case that they're a product of Belichick and a defense. Uh, I think with Cincinnati, uh, you know, the the big wins for that team, the the win against the Ravens in Baltimore, the win against Kansas City uh, at home this past weekend, those were were powered by by Jamar Chase. And I and I think that, uh, you know, you have to you have to sort of look at the impact he's had and, and uh, maybe give it to him. I would uh, I would be very happy with that. I got a 14 to one nice. ticket on Jamar Chase. Good call, I actually think that you I want to say when you came in before you were even the host of the nightcap. Did you mention Jamar Chase? Yeah, I think I mentioned Jalen Waddle. It was Jalen Waddle. It was Jalen okay. Waddle, yeah. who, by the Which, way, is going to catch 100 catches year. this year. Yeah, right. he's been great, too. He's been great, yeah, too. Jalen Waddle's had a great year. I, I needed Jamar Chase because these are some of my offensive rookie uh, rookie of the year plays this year. Trey Sermon, uh, Kyle Pitts, Javante Williams, and Jamin Davis. So. Kyle Pitts is going to go for 1,000 yards this season, too. He, he took a while. Uh, to get it going. We're talking to our good friend Eric Eager, who joins us each and every Tuesday in this spot. There are certainly some meaningful games, and uh, you know the one here in Las Vegas is massive with the Chargers and the Raiders, but San Francisco and the Rams is, is enormous. You know, San Francisco wins that game. They are in, but they're an underdog on the road at the Rams. The Rams, if they win that game, Eric, they become the two seed. So we're looking at you know four here at Circa. You can get four and a half, some spots, uh, with the Rams, do you think we've got a live dog in uh, in San Francisco come Sunday? Uh, I do, and I think the markets agree, right? I think, you know, when that thing opened, when George and I wrote it up as one of our picks uh, on the PFF uh, forecast on, on Monday morning, they were five and a half. You know, five's not worth that much in the NFL, but four is certainly something that that has value and, and you know, betters, at least for a time, bet that thing down to four. Um, you know, it, it's one of those where styles make fights, uh, and the Niners have always done a really good job, and that is for right now. The Niners have always done a really good job uh, of, you know, running the football, being physical against a, a Rams defense that wants to sort of play, you know, sort of coverage more than they want to play the run. And then on the other side of the ball, they do a great job of getting in the passing lanes, uh, which which affected Jared Goff when he was there and now affects Matthew Stafford, the second highest, uh, the, the, the quarterback with who – who, you know, basically only trails Trevor Lawrence in terms of most interceptions in football this year. So that that's a tricky one. But, you know, to your point about the two seed, the, the, the Rams have a lot to play for here. Mm -hmm. The two seed, I know a lot of people are trying to diminish its value because it's not a buy anymore. But to, you know, to know that you're guaranteed a, you know, playoff game at home in the second round of the playoffs, if you win the first round, it still has a ton of value. I'm going to learn a lot about the Rams in this game because when the Rams went to San Francisco, they bludgeoned them. I mean, they ran the ball down their throat, physically beat them up. So I'm going to see how the Rams gotten all the pieces together now. You know, now that Von Miller's had uh, a significant amount of games to get acclimated. Hey, Eric, before we let you run, we got about 90 seconds. Looking at the NFC futures market at DraftKings, uh, Green Bay is the favorite, and I think rightfully so, at plus 175. Rams at 4-1. to one. Buccaneers at plus 450. Dallas 550. Arizona 10-1. to one. San Francisco 18-1. to one. And then you've got... Philadelphia at 22 to one in your eyes. I mean, obviously the way we look at things, we like to look at odds too, but who does pose the most unique challenge and toughest matchup to the Packers? Uh, you got about a minute. 
I think it's still the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, I know that they had, you know, they fell off last week uh, against Arizona at home, but they have they have athletes on defense. Uh, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Trayvon Diggs, uh, and then on the offensive side of the ball, I know Michael Gallup's out with the ACL now, but they still come at you with a lot of weapons. Uh, I think they're a team that's going to travel in the postseason, and they're going to do they're going to do a good job. So to me, that's the team. Tampa's the easy answer, but uh, it might take longer for them to get acclimated with no Antonio Brown, no Chris Godwin uh, for the rest of the year. Check out the PFF forecast. It's going to be great this week. They always give it out to you Monday morning, and we'll have a playoff breakdown for you, I'm sure. Eric, you're the best, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, there man. he is, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're on VSIN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. For more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now my hometown, which has got a ton of snow. Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcast. They just Gave the curtain call to all of the Kansas State starters as final seconds are ticking off. If you had under any point, it is uh, unfortunately not going to come home. It is 42 to 14 now. The Kansas State Purple Cats will get the win. LSU will start the offseason with a, a and loss. And Skyler doesn't get the extra COVID year? I don't think so. Um, That's where I kind of get a little confused. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it is so confusing. Um, I don't think so, but I, I'm not 100%. And this might have been his COVID year. Might have been. Yeah, because he's 24, so this could have actually been his COVID year. Because that's the thing that some people forget, that this year is a sixth year for some. Right. Or a fifth year if they hadn't redshirted. So uh, I believe the Skyler Thompson career is over at Kansas State. Uh, and a, a solid one. And now Adrian Martinez, who feels like he's been in college football for about a decade, uh, is uh, is <laughs> is coming back. I, I've got to throw this out your way. And I know it's not really betting uh, related, but we've talked so much about the MVP and you know, all of the coaching awards. And, 
And this thing is making its rounds, and it's so – and this is what's frustrating, and, you know, it, it comes to voting for Hall of Fame, whether it be in Major League Baseball. I didn't like that guy. I'm not going to vote for him. Or, you know, in the NFL, Hub Arkish, who has a MVP vote, went on 670 the score today and said, quote, about Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. You know, Sean, at what point, and he's got an MVP vote, and he's getting crushed for it, for what he said. But when you're voting for this award, right, you're voting for what happens during these 17 games of the season. So if you want to make the case he didn't play a game because he had COVID and he wasn't vaccinated, I guess. But for him to say you're a jerk and, you know, you, you toyed with your fan base and you called out the organization, what does that matter? You're the most valuable player of the 2021 football season. We're not talking about the Walter Payton man of the year. If you want to vote on that, okay, yeah, he probably shouldn't win that award. But it's the MVP of the league. Now, if you want to have a true discussion and you say, look, Tom Brady's played in every game and he's got more touchdown passes, he's got more passing yards, if that's your rationale, I'd listen to it. If you want to vote for Jonathan Taylor for whatever. But to just say that, I'm not going to vote for him because he's a jerk. You know what I like about this? What? And I really love this. Is that now the public gets to see the bias that exists yeah. for some media members. Because mm-hmm. this is not just an not, isolated situation. Yeah, he's not he just was, I'm not going to call him you know, a name, but I probably wasn't the smartest thing to do was make it public. He just happened to make it public. He mm-hmm. got in his feelings. He got emotionally hijacked and he responded to something. And expounded. And it happens all the time. You know, you hear cliches, popularity contests, and things like that. But it really, really does exist when it comes to voting for these awards. And it's a shame. By the way, uh, have you seen Darren Ravel's tweet? <laughs> what, what did oh, he, my gosh. What did he tweet? So he took Kansas State minus 7 at 350. Uh-huh. He took Kansas State minus 7.5 for 500. The the end game was Kansas State minus seven and a half again for seven fifty. Stayed at seven and a half. He took it for three fifty. Kansas State minus fourteen and a half went it up. He took it for three fifty. Took it at thirteen and a half for two hundred. Oh man, it, just, it goes all the way up. He's got two twenty on Kansas State minus twenty three and a half. <laughs> I mean, something that. By the way, they're up twenty eight. Something that probably won't be said uh, ever again on this show. Oh my good, goodness. good for Darren Ravel. <laughs> I actually saw his tweet earlier today, oh, and I'm not going to lie, it scared me off laying seven and a half. I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, what we should have done is we should have seen the way this, this game was going, knowing that LSU is down to 30-some-odd scholarship players. They're playing a wide receiver. Uh-oh. One of them might be. Oh, LSU threw a flea flicker. Oh! For a touchdown! <laughs> at the end of the game! Wow! Oh. Well, he didn't win. Oh, all man, that's unbelievable. The final play of the game. <laughs> Good. You know what? I'll say this. 
Good for LSU. Oh, man, that is unbelievable. These players are, they were dealt a impossible <laughs> hand, Sean. Oh, man. And they're, they're, they're having fun. I would pay any. Good for them. I would pay quite a bit of money for Kansas State and LSU to make this a uh, non-conference game moving forward. There's some bad blood out there on, on the field tonight. You think so? Oh, yeah. They were, they were scuffling. I think there were like three or four defensive uh, or personal fouls. Like, it was, it was a lot going on. I would love for them to make this like a non-conference game. I love I love that that was the final play of the game. Oh, me too. A that's flea awesome. flicker. Oh, that's awesome. To end the game, <laughs> scoring a touchdown. You know how many in-game bets that messed up? Yeah. I mean, because people like Darren Ravel were firing away in-game. Now, he, they could, he covered most of them Oh, still. yeah. He was yeah. fine. If if by the way, if that was your only bet, you know, there I tell you what, there might be some people who bought back in hoping that LSU might cover a twenty seven and a half or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So if you got any in games, let us know at one Tim Murray at Real Sean King. So we are now through thirty seven games in bowl season, Sean, and the over hits tonight, the over unders this bowl season. 19 over mm-hmm. and 18 under. Right. And remember, the bowl season started, overs hit the first six games. And then after that, the unders started to, to come in. And as we got into the, you know, the bigger bowl games, you know, the Peach Bowl was an under, the Vegas Bowl was an under, Cotton Bowl was an under, Orange Bowl was an under, both those are the playoff games. You know, Outback Bowl, uh, Fiesta Bowl was not, <laughs> uh, Citrus Bowl uh, Sugar Bowl, all those games were unders, and uh, here tonight it does go overs. And how about this? Because you always hear, and every bowl season is different, and some of these, which we can get to, you know, we had to flip the favorites. Favorites ultimately, and I got to go back and see if West, Western Kentucky consensus closed as a pick or as a favorite, but favorites ultimately went 21 15 and 1 against the spread this bowl season. And the start of bowl season, you had one, two, three, four, five. Five out of the first six bowl games were dogs. Mm. And that's including Western Kentucky, who was a dog the majority of the time. Right. So it's uh, it was interesting. Bowl season's been interesting. It's been fun. It has. The, beginning, the beginning part was not great for me, but the end part... Uh, worked out very well for the it's most so part. It's so watered down now. Very rarely am I really getting a true representation of the version of the team that yeah. we watched during that's the course hard. of the year. That's the only part that kind of is frustrating. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, that's the, that is the difficult part. I mean, with the transfer portal now being what it is. It's... And, and not so much even that. Well, yeah, it's a combination of all of that. Transfer coaches portal, leaving. opting out, coaches leaving. Like, you're not really getting to see the real LSU versus the real Kansas oh, State yeah. or the real Oregon versus the real Oklahoma. You know, you're seeing like a watered-down version of it. Shout-out to Dale Brown, who made an appearance tonight and as LSU men's basketball beat Kentucky at home. It was some real big matchups. There was. It was the NCAA. The good night of college basketball. We'll get to a couple games tomorrow. Not as uh, as juicy of a slate, but so we will get to those games a little bit later on. But, yeah, we had, had some uh, big games. Baylor. Uh, continuing its run as the number one team in the country. Uh, but the uh, bowl season <coughs> is uh, is almost done. We only have one game left. Of course, it's the national championship sitting there. Uh, Georgia, a three-point favorite against Alabama as Kansas State closes out uh, the Texas Bowl with a 42-20 to win over LSU. 
21 15 and 1 ATS for the favorites. Um, and uh, once again, I'll, I'll go back and, and see if Western Kentucky, if they were consensus, that might be actually uh, 22 14 and 1. I can't wait favorites. till that spreadsheet shows up tomorrow so I can see where I'm sitting. Yeah, well, uh, we, we've got. Because I had K State tonight. You right? did? Yeah. I had Kansas State. Uh, so once again, if you're just joining us, we picked majority of the bowls. There may have been uh, a stretch there on New Year's Day. Uh, New Year's Eve, when I didn't get the uh, early games out, the Sun Bowl. That's all right. But for the most part, we got all these bowl games in. Uh, Sean, you had a really good run at the end. Aaron had a great run at the end. That's what geniuses do. Nick got off to a red-hot start. Our uh, director, Nick, hit the first seven bowl games. Slowed he, down a little yeah, bit. He cooled off. He Slowed came back down, down to earth. But at Kansas State, won his last three. He's so a Patriots fan. We will. Hey, they just won. I think you're a Patriots fan, 16 too. 16-1. It's a nightcap here on VC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. any part of our show tonight or last night or Monday night or any other shows here on Decent. guess what? Don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Check, catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. You get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on vcin. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The bowl season has pretty much wrapped up. 37 games, a couple cancellations, but ultimately uh, we were able to get the good chunk of the games in. Favorites, as I went back and uh, found out that the consensus line for Western Kentucky App State back on December 18th was actually Western Kentucky minus one. As you saw that late steam come in, favorites go 22-14-1 and one this bowl season, and the over slightly edges out the under 19-18 as Kansas State wins tonight 42-20. to The favorite covers the over comes home. Sean, we are down week 18, mm-hmm. week 20. For the folks here at Circa, if you're in Survivor, there are five people left. There are five people left last week. They all survived. They did. Congratulations. And now, what do you do? 
Well, I know what the one guy's doing. Two of them have Kansas City. You yeah. play Kansas City, you're eligible for the million-dollar bonus. And one has Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay leads you eligible for the million-dollar bonus. I think if you're the two guys or gals, whoever whoever they are, uh, that have Kansas City and you're going for that million-dollar bonus, yes, you have to. you're on the road, but you're laying 10. You got, you got to play Kansas City. Yeah. If, if you go out week 20 of Survivor playing Kansas City, which, by the way, the, the, the hedge on that is you could find a 4-1 to one money line on Denver. Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. Yeah, like, there are three it. contestants where I'm pretty sure. We know what they're doing. Right, because they have Tampa and they have Kansas City. Correct. And just in case all five people make it through, to have the extra million coming on top of what a five-person split would be is extremely significant. Right, so you'll split oh, the you million. Oh, you split the million. Okay, three so you, Still, that's 330-some yeah. thousand, Not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're It's ba- more than the 1.2 you would get if you split six million five ways. Right, so you're looking at, for those three people, if all five come out on top, you're looking at 1.2 million plus 333, you're looking at 1.5 million before taxes. Not too shabby on a thousand dollar entry. Granted, and if you're the other two, majority of these don't have the Bucks or the Chiefs, you're just praying that neither team plays their starters in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's look at so my cool one has Kansas City on top 2472 has Kansas City and then Return of Survivor 5 has Tampa Bay. Let's assume that those three entries use Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Why wouldn't you, right? I mean, at this point, Sean, Kansas City, as I mentioned, laying 10 on... uh, And and, and Kansas City, playing Kansas City actually is at an advantage because Kansas City, Sean... Plays on Saturday afternoon. Right. And if they win, they still have a chance to get the number one seed because Tennessee has still to play. If, let's say, hypothetically, Tennessee was playing on Saturday, Kansas City was playing on Sunday, maybe you look at some resting of the starters. I don't think Kansas City does that. The line is indicating that. That's why it's 10, even on the road. Broncos are done. They're out of the playoffs. They're 6-9 and or whatever they are. Thank you for cashing my... Season win total over Denver, chumps. But you got to play Kansas City, obviously, if you're one of those two. Yeah, those and two you teams. get lucky with the Bucks too, because the Bucks and the Rams don't kick until the afternoon, and Tampa normally plays the one o'clock Eastern game. You know, so they won't know what's happened with the Rams because they're playing at the same time. And if I'm not mistaken. Because Dallas plays on Saturday, so they don't know what mm-hmm. happened with Dallas. But the Bucks and the Rams are sitting there at 12-4. and four, So they're both going to have to play it out. Because they're the ones that are tied at 12-4. to four. So if one of them lost and the other one won, the winner would get the number two seed in the NFC. So we've got five contestants left in Survivor. Over 4,000-plus entrants. $6 million guarantee pot. <sighs> How did I get out? Uh, you bet on uh, Atlanta. Um, <laughs> so, so, Facts. so my cool one has Kansas City. 
So let's get away from the, the three teams so that I'm have just, I'm just pointing out for Bucks the Bucks and, and, so, and the Chiefs. So my cool one, you're going Kansas City. Well, they wouldn't hold the team right. if they weren't going to use them for the extra million. Up to Untop 274 has Kansas City. Right. And then Return to Survivor has Tampa. Yeah, they're going to the play way, those teams. You, you have to. And, you know, Tampa Bay is only an eight-point favorite against Carolina at home, so there might be some thought that they're going to set rest some team players. Carolina's already on the plane. You, you still got to play that game. Yeah. Syracuse Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. This has, is where it gets interesting. Has Tennessee. I think that's the play. Tennessee wins. Well, they, they get the number one well, seed, Sean. You have to have to take this into account. What happens with the Chiefs and the Broncos? And that's when true. does, if you're not betting a Saturday game, mm-hmm. when does your uh, Circa Survivor have I to be? I believe it's Saturday evening. I believe is the deadline. So you can. It'll be before. But you'll Kansas be able to City tell. Game. You'll have a feeling for right. what's going on in Kansas City, Denver. So what? what because what? and the only reason I bring it up is because if some kind of way Denver beats Kansas City, mm-hmm. then Tennessee, who's been decimated by injuries all year, can lose and still be the number one seed in the AFC. So they would be more less likely because they're a game up, if I'm not mistaken. On they're Kansas a game City. up on everybody, right? And they win the tiebreaker. So if Kansas City loses and finishes eleven and six, then Tennessee can go eleven and six and still get the number one seat. No, Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, Cincinnati would win the tiebreaker over Tennessee. Tennessee's got to play. Okay. Tennessee pretty much has to play. Kansas City loses. Cincinnati has a better division, has a better conference record than Tennessee. So then add this into the equation. Yep. How many people took the Chargers when they were road favorites in Houston, and Houston won outright? Yeah. Last time Survivor was in this situation, it but didn't. You, I, I'm just saying Houston's been playing much better. Once again, Sean, not that you'll win the same amount of money, but you've come this far. You can get a plus 400 money line on Houston as some sort of hedge. You have to play Tennessee. They've got well, something to play. Who else for. do they have? No, no, I'm not. Washington was fighting on the sideline. I'm they have. They have Baltimore. The Ravens have the Steelers. Yeah, they're a home favorite. Yeah, probably who knows? That. Uh, you have Carolina, who's not going to touch playing that. Tampa. You have uh, you have Cincinnati. That's it. You have Cincinnati on the road at Cleveland, but yeah. no, you. I'm sorry, Sean. Like you're playing. Why are you so terrified of Houston? Tennessee is a. Uh, if you you're playing for six million dollars, you can either play a ten and a half point favorite on the road or a three-point favorite on the road? So I can play a team whose best player is still injured against a team that just pulled the upset in this spot. And I think the Bengals will play their starters because, again, they're in the hunt. You know, especially... Well, they won't know because... Well, they they won't know if they're in the hunt or not because Tennessee and Cincy play at the same time. And I'd rather go with the comeback player of the year and the rookie of the year. You would rather take... You would rather take Cincinnati. Yeah, and if Kansas City wins, then Cincinnati's done. I thought you just said Cincinnati has the tiebreakers. Oh, no. because they got it. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I'm just saying, did you just watch Cleveland play against Pittsburgh? I. Why are you so terrified of Houston all of a sudden? Man, I'm not all of a sudden. I mean, They're a 10.5-point underdog, hey, and we're not going to play it? Hold on. You have to play hold Tennessee. On. Tennessee's playing for the number one seed. Hey, and Derrick Henry might be playing. 
Where are they at? What was this, week 14? Let me go back to week 14 here. This is why you got knocked out in the second round. Why you got to be you're, mean? You're overthinking things. I'm not. We're having a conversation. I can't talk. Jeez. <laughs> Guy here, man. Chris Piper, he might take Cincinnati, though. Yeah. Hey. If, if you're Chris Piper, hey, hey. you take Cincinnati. Week 16, mm-hmm. Chargers were at the Texans. Texans were 13.5-point underdogs. They won 41-29. So that's not like that was a long time ago. That was two weeks ago. Same situation. I would take Tennessee over Cincinnati, but I think Chris Piper doesn't have Tennessee. He will take Cincinnati in that spot. All right, we'll wrap things up. On the other side, it's the Nightcap here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Here on Beeson, got a read to do. Thank you, IFB, for popping out of my ear. Hey, we've got a great offer. Our all-new big game, Big Dance Special, provides Beeson Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th until for only 69 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24/7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoop betting guides, plus full access to Beeson.com with our exclusive. Betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year. So don't miss out on our best deal, vsin.com slash big deal. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We just went over the survivor possibilities. Best of luck to the five remaining contestants. We didn't really get any conclusion on that. So... My thought would be, and I, I, I omitted one, and we could bring this up too because Aaron was uh, adamant about this. If you are the three contestants that have either Kansas City or Tampa Bay, you're using those three for right. the extra million-dollar opportunity, the right. million-dollar bonus. The other two, we differed. I say if you've got Tennessee, you got to play Tennessee. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying the Texans upset the Chargers two weeks ago in this exact same scenario. That's all I said. Yeah, the Chargers weren't playing for the number one seed in the AFC. I don't know, but they were playing for playoff. That's why that loss is why they aren't in the playoffs and they're playing for their playoff life on Sunday against the Raiders. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's not them playing for the AFC. But uh, it, so that is Syracuse Hawkeye. He has Washington. Tennessee, Seattle. Seattle's at Arizona, right? Uh, yes, they're six and a half win underdogs. So you're not. Gonna I actually think Seattle can win that game, but I wouldn't put my survivor on. Sure. It. Yeah. Um, so the interesting one <clears throat> is Washington. So Chris Piper does not have Tennessee. He has Cincinnati, which is a three-point favorite. On the road at Cleveland. Cleveland, of course, will be without Baker Mayfield, but they have Case Keenum, but they do have nothing to play for other than. Plus, they kicked Cincy's butt earlier. Like, I would take Cincy in this. 
Like, I feel like since he'll be locked in just because of how Cleveland did him earlier in the season. I mean, they really got after Joe Burrow. They harassed him. I think he threw a pick six from, like, his own 10. I mean, from, like, the Browns 10. Like, that matters. Like, when you're in that league and somebody does you like that, a division opponent, you want some get back. You want to send them into the offseason, you know, basically understanding that, that, okay, we got our get back. I like Cincy in this spot. I really do. They're too young to take this game off. This is new for them. The tension, the adulation. You know, Joe Burrow's playing for comeback player of the year. Jamar Chase is playing for rookie of the year. Like, I think they're going to show up and show out. I wouldn't be against taking Cincy. I don't love taking a road team last week of Survivor, but, you know, sometimes you have to play the hand you're dealt. I hate the Washington play. Even though they're playing the Giants and they may win. They were fighting. Giants playing Jake Fromm. Line just jumped to seven. I mean, you can play the, the the Washington football team. They were just fighting on the sideline. Like, and that was with everything at stake. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're playing them because of the opponent right? entirely. And that's like, also. No part of why you're playing them is because you trust Washington. It's just like, at this point, you feel like the Giants would lose to everybody but the Jags. Pretty much. Yeah. Man, it'd be nice to have Indianapolis right now. Yeah. Going up against the Jags. I know, right? <laughs> who's the, who are, who's playing the Jags? Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. And Indianapolis, that, yeah. and Indianapolis has to win to make the playoffs. This is a tough week. Oh, like, yeah. even, even if I had Green Bay, Look, I wouldn't be feeling great no, about I wouldn't play Green Bay. This Green week. Bay. Mm-mm. It's a reason that line's only two and a half. Yeah, I, I think Green Bay, if you had Green Bay, which, you know, they played on Christmas Day, so no one's going to have Green Bay. But if you had Green Bay... You can't play them here. They're on the road. You know, Matt LaFleur has said that the starters are going to play, but how long are they going to play? You can't trust them in this spot. Um, now, I think Detroit is actually a live teasers opportunity. Get them up to eight, eight and a half, the low total at home. You don't think they can win outright? Well, I'm just saying it gives you that flexibility now or if Green Bay wins the game. I, I think – I look at it like this. When Jordan Love played before – Green Bay actually was locked in, and they weren't even close to being, like, a competent offense. And with Aaron Rodgers playing the entire game, Green Bay really hasn't blown anyone out. Like, the teams have hung around, kept it close. So, in this scenario, I could very easily see a Detroit outright win. I could, too. I yeah. mean, they opened as a favorite the under the assumption that Rodgers, wasn't that Rodgers and the majority of the starters weren't going to play. Then Matt LaFleur said, look, I don't want him to have – you know, three weeks off, they're not playing the full game. Right. I think they'll play a first half. So you like the Packers, maybe look first half on that line. Why would pops. you give Aaron Jones a carry? That body tight. Yeah. Such a big part of if you're going to win a championship, you know, and not that Dylan's, you know, a significant drop off, but I just think you got to make some decisions, especially because they've dealt they've got, with injuries. They've had so many injuries. Yeah, already. Jair Alexander, Bakhtari, you know, they've had guys get injured, you know, so be interesting. I thought people were. I thought we had a little jump in the crowd here. I thought the Golden Knights had. Uh, Did they? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think. So, I think we figured it out. What we would do. So, if you were any chance, if you have the Chiefs or the Bucks that you're not playing, the 
the Bucks or the Chiefs. Any chance whatsoever. I just with three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars on the line, I feel like if you have the Chiefs, there's two contestants who have the Chiefs. You have to play them. Right, they're playing Saturday. on Saturday. Yeah. They still have the number one seed in stake. They're a ten point favorite. Denver's done. You gotta play the Chiefs. I agree with that. Tampa Bay is weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, the look ahead line in this game, Sean, was sixteen and a half. It's now eight. I know. That game makes me uneasy. And you're really depending on some unknowns. Yeah. Because I don't think Fournette's playing. I know Godwin's not playing. I know A.B.'s not playing. He's probably still in New York. How much is Brady playing? Even if he does play, like, you're still depending on unknowns at wide receiver. I don't feel ultra confident with Tampa Bay. And if I was Tampa, I don't really want Gronk to risk getting dinged up. And you can't get the one seed. You've already proven. You can go on the road. You've already proven you can go on the road. You know you're getting a home game regardless of the outcome of this game. Now, you could be the four seed and have to go to Green Bay Divisional Weekend, so it might not be something you want to do. Here's my promise for next year. One of us will be alive at this point in Survivor. Yeah? If we haven't won it outright. Yeah. Like, I am so be, disappointed that Sean, we're going to make a deeper Sean, I'm a nervous wreck when my team is up by 30 with four minutes to go and I'm catching points like tonight with Marquette. If I were entering week 20 of Survivor with an entry for $6 million, I mean, I I would be... Well, the whole show... I would just be eating Tums, like, nonstop. So, like, the entire show would be misinformation. <laughs> so, like, when we get our rundown about, like, what we're going to do in each segment, like, we'd give out your Survivor pick in I each segment. I can Oh, yes, we would. And we'd give out a reason why... I like how... You should take the Jags. A reason why you should take the uh, Texans to upset Tennessee, and like, yeah, we because you know everybody be watching. The best, the best part was in week one. You were trying to do zigs and zags. I'm like, dude, there's 4,600 people here that have these. If I would have just listened to what I knew was right and stopped taking outside opinions, I would have gotten to week three because I would have went Texans and went Washington. Oh, the and the Texans won outright. And then Washington, some kind of way, uh, I think, what, Giants kicked, made the field goal and no, got a penalty and missed no, it? The Washington missed the field right. goal and yeah. the Giants jumped I'd have been sides. alive in week three. Yeah. I'm still salty about that. I shouldn't have listened to Aaron. Maybe it was Nick in the back. It was Nick's, all of us yeah. saying it's a horrible Nick decision. Nick Taylor, all of you guys. You horrible guys. decision. It's I still stand by, regardless of the outcome, it was a terrible decision. It would have been a terrible. You did not do it, though. So You know how you get your IRS you know, bill, and then either you owe or you, you get money back? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to get a King's reimbursement bill for all you guys in the back for talking me out of Washington football team in week two. You didn't two. lose week two. I, yes, I did. Oh, you did. You lost Because I took Pittsburgh. Yeah. No one here told you to take Atlanta week one. Well, I had it mapped out. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. How'd it go? I ran into a really bad area it's a good, it's a good thing, that though. didn't have good internet right at the beginning. The great thing was you let everyone know in week one, all 4,600-plus entrants that, you know, I I'm going gonna, gonna, to zi- gonna zigzag but I wherever did. I go. It didn't work out. Hey. I, got, I got a new plan next year. Good winners today. Marquette coming home. That was nice. Uh, that was a good way to uh, to have the day. Scott Seidenberg is up next. For Sean, I'm Tim. Talk to you tomorrow right here on the Nightcap. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.